0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 33 of the World of Sports podcast. I am your host, Diego Sandoval, joined, as always, by my co-host, Logan Ring. Logan, say what's up to the people. What's up, everyone? Uh, It is a beautiful Friday, March 19th morning. Uh, Happy March Madness to all you college basketball fans out there. We won't be talking about March Madness, though. We are going to be talking about... Uh, A couple of the rumors and moves at the NBA trade deadline, which is coming up here soon. Uh, A lot of NFL free agency news over the past week. Um, And then we're going to round out our MLB top 10 series with our top 10 overall players in the MLB. So we've done every position uh, for the outfielders. We kind of put them all together. But we are now ending off with our top 10 overall players. So... Yeah, should be a good one. Uh, As always, follow us on all our social medias. You can find us by just looking up the World of Sports podcast, Instagram, Twitter. Don't really use it as much, but it's there. uh, And TikTok. Um, If you're watching on YouTube, drop a like, drop a comment, subscribe. um, Hit the notification bell if you want to get notified. Um, And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, follow us, give us a rating. And yeah, uh, let's get into it. So as always, we start off with the news from around the leagues. We're going to start off in the NBA. Um, This is kind of NBA and MLB, I guess you could say. But LeBron James has bought a minority share in the Boston Red Sox. Uh, Congratulations, LeBron.
1: I thought you were a Yankees fan, but I guess you want (laughs) to buy some of the Red Sox. He's been a fan of like five different teams. So who knows? But uh You've heard the joke about him, like, owning multiple Boston teams now, which is kind of true, so good for um, him.
0: Yeah, he's got a lot of investments in a lot of places, so he's doing doing a lot of stuff with his money. Um, uh, sticking in the NBA, CJ McCollum and Christian Wood um, have both returned this week. They were both out for pretty pretty good amount of time. I think CJ was out for a little bit longer, but obviously both teams are going to benefit from them being back especially the rockets they were they they haven't won since christian wood has been out so he's going to hope to turn them around a little bit and then obviously
1: having cj by his side it's going to help damian lillard yeah they both were having the best seasons of their career so suck they got injured but i'm happy to see them play i saw christian wood break draymond's ankles the other day and <laughs> i i got very happy yeah
0: um And, dude, Damian Lillard did a good job with that Trailblazers team while CJ was out. Yeah. It's not like they missed really a beat at all. So, big ups to Damian Lillard. (laughs) Now, in the injury news in the NBA, uh, Marvin Bagley of the Sacramento Kings has fractured his hand. Um, Doesn't need surgery, though. They're going to reevaluate him in four weeks. Um, So, we'll see. He was kind of talked about in terms of trading because his dad came out and was like, hey, they should trade him. Want to be Lavar Ball, I guess, but um, he's out for four weeks. I I don't know what team will trade for that, so his name might be out of there. Uh, Kevin Durant likely out two more weeks. He's been out for a while now, and Anthony Davis will likely be out three more weeks. So, two top ten players easily in the league out uh, for an extended period of time. Sucks to see. But with those two teams and where they're kind of standing right now, it makes sense that they're taking their time. Yeah. Uh, Also in the Lakers, uh, Dennis Schroeder uh, wants an extension with the Lakers. He said that he wanted to be a Laker for a long time. Um, I think it'd be a good move for the Lakers. I think shoring up Dennis Schroeder and Anthony Davis as kind of the the guard forward or center, whatever you want to call Anthony Davis. I think that duo, you know, obviously LeBron – probably play a couple more years, but we'll see. Schroeder and AD are both young, so I, I think that duo w- would fare well for the Lakers. Especially with how Schroeder has looked in the pick and roll this year. He's looked really good there. Yeah. Um, And now into the, into the trade, rumors, news. Miles um, Turner of the Indiana Pacers, he is currently uh, leading the league in blocks per game. He is getting interest from the Lakers, the Clippers, the Knicks, the Hornets, and the Pelicans. So, interesting teams on that list. Um, I, I, obviously, the Lakers and Clippers are teams that would be in on most big-name guys who have the trade deadline because they're contenders. But you look at the Knicks, Hornets, and Pelicans, those teams kind of intrigue me. I'm not really sure what they would do with that.
1: Yeah, well, first of all, for both the L.A. teams – I don't really know how they would be able to do this. I feel like the asking price for Miles Turner would be more than what they can give. They don't really have assets or picks anymore. Um, but I do like the Pelicans' idea. If you stick him in there instead of Stephen Adams, he can shoot. Uh, he can space the floor for Zion, and that's kind of what they want moving forward. Their team is structured really badly. Um, I'd also really like Charlotte because another lob threat with Lamelo would be cool. Uh, the Knicks, I don't really know. I guess you could play along. Besides Julius Randall, um, but yeah, I, I guess I guess the Pacers don't love the Demontis, the bonus Miles Turner backcourt, so or front court, so um, they're moving on. But he's obviously a really good player and one of the best defenders in the league. So yeah, I would like to see him traded.
0: And if you're trading for him, obviously you're most likely trading mostly for the defensive side of the ball. So you know, he's ob- he would do well. He's one of those guys where he can really fit into any scheme or scenario just because his main impact is on defense and you don't really need to adjust your game that much like you would if you're say an offensive player, offensive minded player. So I think he he'll fit in if he does get traded really anywhere. Uh, Also with the Clippers, they are reportedly eyeing or exploring trade options for Lonzo ball. Um, Lonzo's have been quietly having a very good season this year. Uh, Very good. You know, I think it's very good by the standards that he's set in his career so far. He's shooting the ball a lot better this year. Um, And he's, he's been a solid facilitator, even though that team isn't that Pelicans team hasn't been too good. He's been a good facilitator for
1: them. Yeah. Like I just said, that team, the structure of it is absolutely terrible. Um, I mean they have the ball in Eric Bledsoe's hand more than Lonzo it seems like yeah and like I I just want to see him in a new situation in LA he didn't really get that big of a chance to do what he needed to do other than his first year just LeBron came and then he got shipped out and I have never liked him on the Pelicans with the way that team is made so I want to see him in a new situation I don't know what the Clippers could really give up to get him but I just want to see him out and Lavar Ball came out and said that <laughs> whatever he said about him not liking New Orleans. So who knows if that's true? But some of the things Lavar says come true. So I don't want to dude like most write it of off. the
0: things he says come true.
1: <laughs> it's, it's very funny, but he he's somehow a genius. Hey, I wrote a paper about him
0: sophomore year of high school <laughs> about how he's a genius. So he definitely is. Um, but it's so weird because he's he's been so involved in Lonzo's career. But I really haven't heard anything about him talking about Lamello, his career, his year so far. So it's interesting the way he approaches both of them.
1: I I saw him come out as like, my son needs to start and stuff. And I mean, but that was just like what
0: everybody was saying. (laughs) Yeah,
1: but he does seem a lot more involved with Lonzo. I don't know why that is. I guess it's because Lamello doesn't really. Everybody's kind of like, oh, Lamelo is going to be super good. And a lot of people have not given up on Lonzo but given up yeah. on the idea that he's going to be a superstar.
0: I feel like maybe Lonzo Lonzo was labeled a bust maybe like 3 weeks before like once he came into the league because just yeah. because he wasn't performing like Lavar said he would. Lavar came out and said he'd be an all-star and MVP candidate his rookie season. <laughs> and it's like dude, chill. <laughs> but no, Lonzo's had a good season. He he's he's shooting very good um which is the one knock on him he's always been a good passer and good kind of f- facilitator at the point guard position and so i think he'll definitely benefit from a change of scenery um just yeah. because it looks like he's not even the third scoring option on that team so i i think he deserves better um i'm alonzo ball fan so it'd be interesting to see him somewhere else um in trade news, Kyle Lowry and John Collins, I know they're on different teams, but it's the same headline. They likely will not be traded uh, by the trade deadline. Both those names have kind of been thrown out, um, but it's just not happening. Uh, so, yeah, I, I don't I don't know. I, I didn't really see a, a fit. I'm imagining they'd just be traded to a contender, but I don't know if a contender would be able to give up as much as the Hawks were probably asking for John Collins. And to go along with these two guys not getting traded, uh, Christoph's Porzingis as well. Uh, those three guys are kind of like, they're good players, but it's, I feel like the team trading them would be asking for too much in return.
1: Yeah, but uh, John Collins and Porzingis, they put up a lot of stats, but you're not really sure what impact they have because they've never really been on super winning teams. Um, and Porzingis, I mean, he was in the playoffs last year, but he got hurt. So also that like the chance that he's just going to be very injury prone is always there. I would like to see Kyle Lowry traded. I want the Raptors to sort of move on to like the Fred Van Fleet era, at least, I mean, and see Joachim and all the other guys, but I just really like that team. And I feel like Kyle Lowry, obviously he's been a big part of the Raptors history for the last like 10 years, but he's getting old and he's not really fitting their timeline right now so if they can get anything back for them i'd like it but i guess they don't want to i understand he's a good like mentor and he helps all the younger guys so i I get that but yeah i I just like seeing people move around so yeah i would like some more trades i guess
0: um and one of the first big ish trades of the trade deadline um kind of month uh, leading up to it Uh, P.J. Tucker was traded to the Milwaukee Bucks. P.J. Tucker, um, along with, you know, just a little package, was traded to the Bucks for D.J. Augustine, D.J. Wilson, and a 2023 first-rounder. So the Rockets got some D.J.s and a 2023. um, I mean, it it was pretty obvious P.J. Tucker wanted out, and he wanted to a contender. So it's an interesting fit with Milwaukee.
1: Yeah, he worked really well with – James Harden, so I'm excited to see how he works with Giannis.
0: Yeah, especially because, you know, P.J. Tucker played that that small center role for, for the Rockets, and Giannis is kind of the biggest power forward you can have, really. So it, it's interesting. I don't know where P.J. Tucker is going to fit into that, but should be fun to see. Um, the Suns acquired Torrey Craig from the Bucks. Small move, just another trade deadline move. Um, Victor Oladipo, it was rumored that the Warriors were talking to the Rockets um, about trading for him, but uh, it was reported that the asking price was too steep for the Warriors. So the Rockets were asking for too much in return, whatever that may have been. Um, looks like Oladipo is probably staying put in Houston. Um, the Thunder have traded Trevor Ariza to the Heat for Myers Leonard and a 2027 second rounder. So there the Thunder go getting their picks again. Um, and it is expected that Myers Leonard will most likely not be on the Thunder. I think they're going to cut him or do something. He's been in some controversy. So I don't know. I, it doesn't look like he'll be returning to the Thunder, but a reason to the heat. I, I, I like that pickup.
1: Yeah. He's been on almost championship teams of four. And he's, I think been traded now the most times in the league ever which is kind of funny but he's a solid player and kind of a veteran that they could use um it kind of fits the all the whole heat like culture of yeah getting counted out he hasn't even played this year and i don't think people are really considering him a big free agent or a big trade move so i think he helped that team out a lot and they're doing a lot better there so if they want to try to make another title run then he can definitely help them and sort of fit in that Jay Crowder spot that they're missing now.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, and just before we get into the NFL news, one piece of MLB news, literally only one piece that I saw um, Carlos Carrasco uh, new, new New York met um, has strained his hamstring. Uh, so we will see, I think he's getting an MRI or something with that, but he, Hopefully it's not out for a long time. I, I, I would like to see that Mets team full strength. I mean, should to see how they play this year. Um, so hopefully it's not too bad. Um, and, you know, he's a good story. La- after everything that happened with yeah. him last year, you you want to root for him. So hopefully he's okay. Now, uh, if you are not not aware, the NFL free agency opened up last week. We had a good amount of free agency news last week. However, this past week was the big week where everyone started signing. Everything started, just snowball effect, signing after signing after signing. And we're gonna preface this by saying, um, I am prob I am a bigger NFL fan than Logan is. <laughs> um, Logan, Lo- Logan likes the NFL. He's a Browns fan. Yeah, you guys should know that by now, if you listen. Um, but I think I'm a bigger Just overall NFL fan. I've watched it for longer. Um, So it's going to be mostly me talking. If Logan has anything to say, he go ahead, my guy. But um, here we go. Okay. (laughs) Starting off with, honestly, regardless of free agency, probably the biggest news in sports is that Drew Brees has retired. Um, Drew Brees, in my opinion, is the first ballot Hall of Famer. Uh, I think he's one of the greatest football players, quarterbacks to ever step on the field. He's top two in every major statistical category. And in the ones that he's number one in, uh, Tom Brady is going to pass him up because he has he's still two years under contract and he'll probably pay, play till he's 60 years old. Um, but Drew Brees just a legend, uh, especially in New Orleans. He came in. Came into New Orleans, got traded there after the big hurricane, and then won a Super Bowl for them. So he just means so much to New Orleans and to the NFL. He's just a legend, and congratulations to Drew Brees uh, on your retirement. Um, Also in the quarterback news, the Seahawks are not trading Russell Wilson. It was rumored that the Bears were in it, the Raiders were in it, the Saints were in it. Nothing really came of it. Um, Looks like he's not moving on from Seattle uh, also, in the NFC West, the Rams have traded Michael Brockers to the Lions. Now, this is funny. This is, Logan, you'll find this funny even though you're not a football fan. Um, you're a football fan. You're not a big football fan. So, you remember a couple weeks ago the, the Matt Stafford Jared Goff trade? Yeah. So, he was on the Rams during that, obviously. And he, he went on record, was quoted by the media saying, Matthew Stafford it is a huge step up from Jared Goff. And two weeks later, he was traded from the Rams <laughs> to the Lions, where Jared Goff is now his quarterback yet again.
1: <laughs> Yikes!
0: So, should be interesting to see if they if they have some some hashing out to do. But that just goes to tell you, uh, don't talk down on anyone in the league. Yeah, that's karma. They could be your teammate the next day. <laughs> so, Michael Brockers, good luck. Uh, Jared Goff seems like a nice guy. I don't. I don't think he'll hold it against you. Um, but yeah. Now there's been two teams so far that have made the most moves. A lot of teams have made multiple moves, um, including the Texans, which I don't talk about the Texans as much here, just because they're very like low kind of under the radar moves. But none of the guys are very you know standout ish, and I don't even. I don't really think they're gonna much but the two two teams that i'm talking about are the raiders and the patriots um both teams that missed the playoffs by a couple games last year so they could be trying to make a push this year Uh, i'll talk about the raiders first the raiders have gone out and signed Kenyon drake running back for the cardinals to to be that one-two punch with josh jacobs i like that move i'm a a raiders fan so uh that's that's my bias coming in there uh they also signed quentin jefferson um, defensive tackle Solomon Thomas former third overall pick give it kind of giving him a second chance John Brown uh, another speedy wide receiver to go alongside Henry Ruggs and then Yannick Ngakwe um, played for the Ravens last year he was really good with the Jaguars two years ago former pro bowler so those are just moves I think to shore up their defense um, and then get some more weapons on offense I like all those moves for the Raiders uh, the Raiders also traded away Rodney Hudson who I think is a top two center in the league, maybe the best. Um, and a seventh round pick to the Cardinals for a third round pick. So I think they might be trying to build up their offensive line, just kind of rebuilding it. They're they're doing a lot of moves to save money, which a lot of teams are right now. So overall, I, I like what the readers have done this off season. Uh, I don't know if it's an, they've done enough to automatically put themselves in a playoff spot, but they've, they've made some solid moves. The Patriots, on the other hand, Bill Belichick, I don't know if you saw this, but Bill Belichick has spent more in the past two weeks than he had in the past 10 years in free agency. (laughs) He didn't do anything. He would always pick up the cut lacrosse player from some junior college, and then they'd end up being Julian Edelman. (laughs) So <laughs>
1: that's crazy.
0: He went out, he signed Nelson Aguilar, Kyle Van Noy, Hunter Henry, Kendrick Bourne, Matthew Judon, and Johnu Smith. So he went out and got the two best free agent tight ends in Johnu Smith and Hunter Henry gives me flat flashbacks to, you know, the early 2010s of the Patriots when they had Rob Gronkowski and Aaron Hernandez. And that duo would just dominate the league. Um, so I don't know if it's going to be that level. That obviously those two guys were Pro Bowl level talents on the same team, but Hunter Henry and Johnu Smith across from each other to go along with Agalor, Kendrick Bourne, Nikhil Harry is still there. Um, Arizona State product. Uh, he hasn't done much to start his career, but he's always he's always had that potential. Kyle Van Noy is a great pickup for the defense, as is Matthew Judon. So Bill Belichick is creeping. And he's gonna to try to do something. They also re-signed Cam Newton, so, and they might draft a quarterback. They've got a high-ish pick, so uh, I'll ne- I'll never sleep on Bill Belichick. So I don't know. The Bills look like they have that division, but the Dolphins are creeping. The Patriots are now creeping. I don't know if the Jets are there yet, but they're definitely building up. So, AFC East is something to look out for. Minnesota Vikings signed Patrick Peterson, um, you know, veteran cornerback, one-year, $10 million deal. Probably the one of the bigger names in free agency, so good for the Vikings. I don't see them even being a playoff team, so have fun, Patrick. Um, Tennessee Titans signed Bud Dupree, five-year, $85 million deal, probably the best free agent linebacker um, to shore up that Titans defense that they always needed because they're always going to have Derrick Henry Uh, Ryan Tannehill, that's a good offense, but the defense was always a question. The Chiefs have signed two offensive linemen, uh, Joe Tooney and Kyle Long. Um, Tooney was a five-year, $80 million deal, and Kyle Long was one-year, $5 million. Um, Dude, (laughs) Dude. (laughs) I saw the Chiefs posted Kyle Long, like, holding up his New Jersey after he signed, and he he picked number 69, and... (laughs) Every single one of the 10,000 comments was just nice. So <laughs> that's awesome. Shout, shout out Chiefs fans. They know what they're doing. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think those are those are big moves, especially after they cut their two offensive tackles. Uh, Tooney will play tackle. Kyle Long's a guard. But obviously you need to protect Patrick Mahomes if you want to win. We saw that in the Super Bowl. And it looks like they're going to try to do that. The Bengals have signed Trey Hendrickson, former Saints defensive end, four-year, $60 million deal. Great move for that defense. Um, Again, another team that's in a rebuild just with Joe Burrow. Um, So they're just trying to build up their talent. The Jets have made a couple of moves. They signed Corey Davis, wide receiver, uh, former Titan, three-year, $37.5 million deal, and Carl Lawson, three-year, $45 million deal. So... Those are just two moves. Again, they're trying to shore up their team. Lawson on the defensive end, Davis on the wide receiver end. Um, For some of these, I think I'm just going to go through and just say what happened because I don't really have a take. It's just kind of these happened. The Browns, your Cleveland Browns, uh, made some big moves, I think. I I think pretty influential moves for that team. They signed Troy Hill and John Johnson um, to both multi-year deals. Uh, two of the better defensive backs in the league, and I think that shores up that defense for sure.
1: Yeah, well, our offense was pretty solid last year, and our defense wasn't terrible, but at least we couldn't stop the pass like at all. We were bottom of the league, um, so this definitely will help a lot. They combined for three interceptions last season and two touchdowns, which is impressive. <laughs> um, but Basically any defense will help. And I think these guys are very solid for them. Uh, we trying to get a more well-rounded team. Obviously our defense probably has our best player in miles Garrett, but not a ton of other standouts. Um, so I'm excited for it. I think the team can get a lot better if it's well-rounded obviously. And offensively, it seems like we figured it out, but I'm excited for a good defensive team too. Hopefully.
0: Yeah. That, that, I, as a Raider fan, I wanted John Johnson. We had a meeting with him, but he obviously wanted to go somewhere that won, at least in the last couple of seasons. So,
1: <laughs> last season singular.
0: Yeah, season singular. But I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Panthers signed Hassan Reddick, one year, $8 million deal. Uh, defensive end. He was a Pro Bowler last uh, two He's been a Pro Bowler in his career. Bottom line. Lions signed Jamal Williams, two year, $7.5 million deal. Um, Another good move, you know, back up to DeAndre Swift. Uh, the Buffalo Bills signed Mitchell Trubisky, a former lottery pick, former Chicago Bear. Um, he's obviously not going to start over Josh Allen. I think it's a weird move for Trubisky. I feel like he could have gotten a starter role or at least competed for a starter role somewhere. Great move for the Bills, I think. They, they got a one of the better backups in the league, I think. I think Trubisky has the talent. I, I just think he wasn't used well in Chicago. But, I mean, great move for the Bills. I don't understand why Trubisky did it. I, I feel like he could have competed for, somewhere. But Josh Allen, being a top-five quarterback in the league, he's not going to compete for his spot. So, I guess have fun on the bench, Mitch. Um, The Dolphins, another team that just missed the playoffs last year, signed Will Fuller, deep threat receiver, to a one-year deal. Uh, I think that's a good move for them, give two more weapons. Um, They also signed Jacoby Brissett, again, a backup, um, solid backup for them. The Jaguars swooped in and signed Shaquille Griffin, one of the better defensive back free agents, to a three-year $40 million deal. Uh, The Jaguars also signed Marvin Jones, Looks like they, they might be trying to, trying to build up as as Trevor Lawrence comes into town. Uh, obviously, they have the number one pick, and I think it's almost consensus that that's who they're going with. That's who they should go with, in my opinion, and in most people's opinion. Um, But, yeah, Jaguars are shining weapons. Uh, Chargers signed Jared Cook to a one-year $6 million deal. I feel like that was kind of... Worst-case scenario for them, I think they wanted Hunter Henry back, but they didn't get him back. The Patriots came in and swooped, and now they got to get an 87-year-old tight end in Jared Cook. Um, <laughs> uh, and, but they also signed Corey Lindsley. He's a center. used to play for the Packers. They made him the NFL's highest-paid center of all time. So they came out and broke the bank on offensive line to help out Justin Herbert, which, I mean – I feel like offensive line is one of the most important positions in the NFL and it's one of the most overlooked. Um just to give an example, I, I don't I don't think Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt are as good as they are without that Browns offensive line as good as yeah, I yeah. think they are. The that offensive line is one of the best if not the best in the league. So good for the Chargers and then yeah, that's just my little my little tidbit on offensive linemen. Uh, overlooked but probably one of the most important pieces to a league, to a team. And I was talking about this the other day, or I'll, I'll get, I'll get to it later. I, I have, I have something else to talk about later about that. The Washington football team. Um, crazy to say, but I think they're my favorites to win the NFC East this year. <laughs> um, they went out and signed Curtis Samuel. I think that's a great pickup un, uh, overlooked pickup three year, 34 and put up great numbers being the third option on the Panthers last year. Um, they also signed William Jackson, the third three-year, $42 million deal, uh, cornerback. That defense is, was really good last year, led by Chase Young in that defensive line. Um, and they went out and got Ryan Fitzmagic. They get, put him on a one-year contract. It's his ninth team he's been on. So congratulations. You're almost at double digits. Um, he might be their starter next year. And if he – leads them to the playoffs boy does that add to his his legend status um i like those moves for the washington football team and i think they're a very young team and i think they're only going to get better uh the cardinals have signed aj green to a 1-year 8 million dollar deal giving kyler murray just more more weapons um bills signed emmanuel sanders former saint former bronco former one other team i don't remember um uh, again, just adding weapons. Teams are just adding weapons right now. Uh, Bills, obviously, Josh Allen needs someone to throw to alongside Stefan Diggs. Um, Stefan Diggs, Cole Beasley. That, that, that team is good. Um, let's just put it that. Now, the Texans, uh, this can be kind of packaged with, the, with the, another piece of news. The Texans signed Tyrod Taylor to a one-year $12.5 million deal. Tyrod Taylor has probably had some of the worst luck in NFL history. A I man came into the league. Um, I don't remember what team was it, what team drafted him. The Ravens drafted him, and he was Joe Flacco's backup for the longest time. Uh, then he came in with the Bills and played a phenomenal season, season and a half. Uh, and after his first season, pretty, I don't know if he was a pro bowler, but he was up there. Um, they drafted jo- Josh Allen, and Josh Allen came in, took took over that starting role, and Tyra Taylor was kind of left out the dust, got cut. Browns picked him up, played a little bit for the Browns, wasn't necessarily bad, but then here comes Baker Mayfield after his injury. <laughs> and then obviously Baker Mayfield did his thing. And then he gets cut again. And then he signs with the Chargers. And guess who they draft? Justin Herbert. <laughs> and hey, Tyrod Taylor's a starter, but guess what? This doctor goes and punctures his lung. So Tyrod Taylor to the Texans, one year, 12 and a half million, maybe he'll get another chance to prove himself. With this whole Deshaun Watson saga, uh, and to talk about that Deshaun Watson saga, um, he has now had seven sexual assault allegations placed on him over the past four days, I want to say. Yikes. So um, I'm that sucks. Um, it's interesting, though. It'll be interesting to see, do the Texans now want to get rid of him? Or do, do teams even want to trade for him anymore? Like, I don't know, that that dynamic could, could play out in an interesting way. Like, will teams just straight up stop calling about him? I don't know, because he's so good on the field. Uh, but I don't know. If they're, they're doing an investigation, the NFL is right now, and obviously with assault and, you know, stuff like this off the field, they usually give four to eight-week suspensions. So, I mean, we'll see. What's up, Deshaun? Come on. <laughs> Come on yeah, that's that's bad. In other quarterback news, the Chicago Bears signed Andy Dalton to a one-year $10 million deal. He's expected to be the quarterback one for Chicago, and they were they were trying to go get Russell Wilson, and they had to settle for Andy Dalton. How about that? The Red oh, Rocket. Um, so, I mean, pff, I don't know. I guess give him a second chance. He was good with the Bengals. Backed up Dak and was eh uh, during the end of the season for the Cowboys, but now he's a Chicago Bear. A Juju Smith Schuster, one of the bigger bigger free agency names. So lame, dude. He re-signed a one-year, eight million dollar deal with the Steelers. He gave up. Uh, he gave up a lot of money. A report came in about five minutes ago that he turned down the Ravens and the Chiefs. So he could have he could have had Patrick Mahomes or Lamar Jackson throwing to him. I know the Raiders met with him. I know the Jets met with him, but he wants to
1: go back. Uh, I did not get that.
0: It's a one year deal. So the way I think, um, the way I think he he he's seeing this playing out is they're gonna win this year and then he can go get his money. But I don't think they're winning this year. So I don't know. I, fuck. It's good for the Steelers. They they got a. I think he's a solid receiver for $8 million, but I don't know why Juju did that. Corvette, Corvette. Um, now getting into the re-signings. So those were all the new signings. I, I guess Juju was a re-signing. The Giants re-signed Leonard Williams, three-year, $63 million deal. Great move. He's going to share up their defense for the future. 49ers re-signed Trent Williams, six-year, 138 mil. Most, the highest-paid offensive lineman Ever, so big ups to Trent Williams. Leonard Floyd resigned with the Rams, four years, sixty-four million, shoring up that defensive line to go alongside Aaron Donald. Um, Bucks resigned Rob Gronkowski and Shaquille Barrett. Looks like they're bringing the whole gang back together. They're gonna go for another run. Um, that should be fun. Uh, Packers resigned Aaron Jones, four years, forty-eight million dollar deal. Here's my spiel: Running backs get paid way too much money in the NFL. Unless you're Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley, or Derrick Henry, maybe Dalvin Cook, maybe Nick Chubb. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, you got to throw that in there. <laughs> but because I think any NFL caliber running back, regardless of their their superstar or those five guys I named, they can they'll put up the same numbers as anyone else behind a decent offensive line. It's all on your offensive line. I feel like a average running back could rush for a thousand yards behind a good offensive line. So that's the way I see it and running backs get injured more than any position in the NFL. We saw it with McCaffrey last year. We saw it with Saquon last year. Um, and although the, I, I, those are some of the guys I said, deserve the money. Uh, m- my viewpoint is that running backs get paid too much money to have their numbers and their career and their production be based on five, 350 pound dudes. So that's my, that's my viewpoint on it. I, I I I guess there's another side to it, but I think that running backs get paid too much in the NFL. New Orleans Saints re-signed Jameis Winston to a one-year $12 million deal after extending Taysom Hill to this massive contract. That's pretty – it's interesting. He got signed – cool, words. He got extended four years, $140 million, and it's like, whoa. But I looked at it. And for the next two seasons, he's making like 12 mil. And for the last two seasons, he's making lots of money. But it's a voidable contract. Mm. So it's 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 kind of those numbers are kind of just fake. So he's gonna get paid 12 mil these next two seasons, and they can literally just cut the contract after those two seasons. So I I, I don't yeah, know what's the it, point it, of that. It it saves them in terms of cap and uh, it, it's a cap cap space move, and I don't know it, it, the the cap in the NFL is interesting with with. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be completely straight with you. I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just know that it's a lot. It's a little bit of money now, a lot of money later, but it's voidable, so they don't have to pay that money later. Um, so I mean, I guess it'll be Taysom Hill versus Jameis Winston come training camp. Von Miller has picked up his option and stay, is staying with the Broncos this year. Uh, saw that coming. He was injured for all of last season. No team. Uh, I feel like there's no reason for him not to come back. Kenny Galladay, uh, one of the bigger free agents, wide receiver. Giants, Bengals, and Ravens have been tied to him. Um, I really like the Giants for for Gall- Galladay, and I really like the Ravens for Galladay. I think if I think Lamar hasn't had a wide receiver one in his career yet, and I think. Getting Galladay, I, I think we're really going to see Lamar's passing ability because if we're being honest, he's obviously a runner first, but he hasn't really had the the weapons to throw to on offense. So I think Galladay to the Ravens would be interesting. Saints are eyeing Richard Sherman. Uh, another, I think the the Raiders were attached to him, and I think well, f- one other team was. But Richard Sherman, veteran corner. Um, he, he puts up. He he he's good, but I think he'd mostly be there as a locker room type guy. Um, and the last piece of news: the Patriots and the Seahawks are eyeing Leonard Fournette. Um, if the Patriots get him, then they are having they have pff, insane. Bill Belichick, what you doing, man? Um, he's plotting something. He's a schemy little slimy guy. But <laughs> that's it. That's our NFL news. Um, I know it was a lot. I'm sorry. I know it was a lot of me. I'm sorry if <laughs> if, if, if you're if you watch this show for for the, for this guy over here, this this guy <laughs> Logan, but I know that was a lot of me, so I'm sorry. But that gets us to our the main. That might have been the main portion. I don't know how long this is gonna take. Maybe this is the main portion, but it's our top ten players in the MLB. Uh, it should be interesting. I think we might have pretty much all of the same players. I don't know if it's the same order. Um, we would definitely see about that. Um, the way I did it is I looked at all of my top 10 positionally and then kind of put those guys where I ranked them positionally and then just went by how, who I think is better in the different positions. So, yeah, um, we'll start with number 10. Uh, you go first
1: because I've talked for a very long time. Are we doing? Uh, we're not doing honorable mentions. Oh, we can do honorable mentions. I'll just I'll just say those guys. I, I'm not going to go over stats, but I, on my honorable mentions, you might actually have these guys in there. I got Anthony Rendon, who I could definitely see up there, just how good he is at hitting. Uh, and then I got Cody Bellinger, who you might have. But I have
0: both of those guys in my top ten.
1: Okay, so I'm glad we have a little bit of differences. My number ten, you might not have him. I got uh, Nolan Arenado. Before I, I definitely think have him. Okay. Um, we said he's the best third baseman in also the by the
0: by the way we have very different lists based on what you've said so far
1: okay i like it me too um nolan arenado is my 10 probably the best defender in the league we've said it before best third baseman um insane batter too obviously he's got that cores effect as as a lot of people like to sort of diminish his stats from which i get to a certain extent but You can't just say that he's not an insane batter just because he plays there. Um, Probably the best defender I've ever seen. So he's got a case for like literally the best ever. Um, That's going to happen everywhere. Um, And I mean, that already puts you very high. Uh, I'm excited to see what he does this year for the Cardinals um, in a new place. I think he can kind of shut down all the haters if he has a really good offensive season. Um, so I got him there at 10.
0: Uh, I've got Cody Bellinger at 10. You had him in your honorable mentions. I have him at 10. Um, I think I had him at who five, five for my outfield or something like that. Um, but I mean, he, he's hit all the home runs. He's averaging 35 to 40, uh, a season consistency is obviously key. He's won the MVP. He had the rookie of the year gold glove, silver slugger, two all-star games. But he had he had that slump year, his sophomore season, and he was in a bit of a rut this past year. Um one thing I, I I saw somebody MLB stat page on Twitter posted he led the league in outs above average last season, which I didn't know what that meant, but I went and looked it up, and he 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 had eight. His point total was eight. And how you calculate that is Say a catch percentage, like the percentage, how likely you are to catch a a fly out, for for example, is 25%. If you catch it, you you get 0.75 to your total. But if you miss the catch, it's 0.25. It's minus 0.25. So it's basically just how well you can track down balls and make tough plays. And Cody Bellinger was the best in the league at that last year. So I think – his his offensive power production to go alongside his, obviously, last year, best in the league defensive production, Um I think that puts him at number 10 on my list.
1: All right, my number nine, I think maybe you don't have him in your list, and I think most people think he's a little bit overrated, or I guess half the people think he's overrated. I got Fernando Tatis. Um, I I understand if you don't put him in there because he hasn't played very much. But in my opinion, I think the potential he's shown and how young he is, I think he he's up there. Uh, I get both arguments. But the fact that basically in a full season, he's played two seasons, but put them together. It basically makes a full one. He's batted 300, 950 OPS, uh, 39 home runs, plays amazing defense, uh, won a silver slugger last year. I think he's got that potential and I think he's really exciting. I really like him. I know you're a Dodgers fan and the Padres have that. They're trying to make a rivalry, even though they haven't done anything. (laughs) They haven't won Um, one yet. (laughs) But I really like him and I think he's fun. Um, I understand the overrated thing because I I think even the MLB ranked him as like the fifth best player, which I think is definitely too high right now. Um, But I think he's, first of all, the potential, he can be so good in the future yeah, um, And I think he's already really good. I'm excited. I, I am a fan of him, so I, that might boost it a little bit. Um, but I do really like him, so I have him at 9.
0: So you you had him at like 3 or 4 for your shortstop. So do you have the 1 and 2 shortstops in your top 10 as well?
1: Uh, No, I, I definitely changed up my list. Okay, I, I, okay. I was going to put Frankie in there, but I, okay. I decided to, to change it up.
0: Okay. I, I just wanted to, about that shortstop, we had the debate, uh, who's yeah. the best, Corey Seager or Francisco Lindor. And Lindor, in a postgame interview during spring training, he came out and said, I'm the best shortstop in the league, but Corey Seager is the best hitting shortstop in the league. So that's pretty interesting. Um, Just to say, just for everyone that says Trevor Story is the best, we got the MLB players (laughs) on our side. So (laughs) um, anyways, that's off topic. But number nine, I have Garrett Cole of the New York Yankees. Um, He's just been so good the last couple seasons he gets so many strikeouts he had 326 strikeouts in 2019
1: that's ridiculous
0: 300 a good like you're considered a good strikeout pitcher if you like 200 250 (laughs) that that fool went out and struck out 326 batters he's been top five in the Cy Young voting four times in his career um last three seasons his ERA has been 288 2.5 and 284 um that's great. Um, and I think he two eighty four last year, people thought he had an off year, but he really didn't. I think he was just kind of adjusting to New York and the fans, obviously New York fans are pretty, pretty hard, especially when you go go out there and you sign a 300, whatever million dollar deal he signed. But I, I, I see him improving this year, um, and kind of returning to that Cy Young caliber player and that strikeout heavy, pitcher that we know him as. Um so I, I have him at number nine.
1: Yeah, he, he's my number eight guy. I just want to start off by apologizing for my top 10 pitchers list <laughs> that was earlier this season. I put him at four, I think, with Shane Bieber and Trevor Bauer ahead. Um probably one of the most horrendous takes I've had so far. Um he's I, everything you just said I, I agree with. He's so good and I mean his down year last year was a 2.84 ERA. That's ridiculous. Um, And I, yeah, I don't think there's any reason to think he's going to get worse. Yeah. Uh,
0: My number eight is Anthony Rendon. We, we, we said this, maybe I think you said it uh, in our third base episode. He is probably the best or one of the best pure hitters in major league baseball. He just rakes. um, And that's not to say he's bad defensively. He's solid at third defensively, but dude, the guy will hit, 300 to 320 pretty consistently. Um, And he's, he's always in that 20 to 30 home run range. And he's always at the top of the league in terms of doubles. Um, And I feel like he's always a name that comes up when you're talking about the MVP. It's just like, you, you obviously give the guys who had the greatest statistical seasons and then it's like, but there's Anthony Rendon and he's just always there. And it's always a guy you have to talk about. And I think just his production on the offensive side and the fact that he's so consistent um, puts him at number
1: eight for me. Um, so my number seven guy, I got Ronald Acuna. Um, I think the top ten, it just shows how good outfielders are because there's so many of them that you can put up here and even yeah. more that you can argue to put up that I don't even have on my list. Um, but he, 22 years old, and he got two silver sluggers, one rookie of the year finished top five in MVP voting, led the league in stolen bases and runs. He's an all around player. He's a solid defender. He's batted 280 for his career. Uh, 9.09 OPS or a 0.909 OPS. He's so good, especially at hitting. I mean, his defense isn't bad, but only being 22 years old too, is just yeah. the potential's there for a superstar. I think he's already a superstar in the making. Um, Atlanta's, really good i mean and they're they've got young people and veterans so i really like that team obviously they lost to the dodgers last year but you can't really blame anybody since
0: <laughs> for they losing to the Dodgers. since mean,
1: yeah uh, <laughs> they did their best four, yeah they they played all right i mean oh it was you a know, good he, series he saw it. um he hit 41 home runs his last full season he's got that power as a little guy it's really cool to see um or I guess he's six feet tall, but yeah, yeah. athletes being huge. It's, it's cool to see a sort of normally shaped guy, I guess. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I really like him. I think he's, he's fun to watch too. And I really value that because I think baseball's definitely needing to move in that direction. And I hate when people try to, like keep the old rules and don't let people do bat flips and stuff. I think he's really fun and exciting and he brings in the fans and obviously has the talent. So he's my number seven.
0: Yeah. The one thing that I stood out to me while I was making this list and you touched on it is just the youth and how how young the best players in the MLB are. You look at Cody Bellinger, Ronald Acuna, uh, that guy up in Washington, Juan Soto, who we're going to talk about. Fernando Tatis was on your list all guys in their early twenties and it's like, they're already considered top 10 players in the MLB. That means the league is in great hands going forward. Um, yep. As long as Manfred and the old heads don't ruin it. Um, my number seven is Nolan Arenado. You mentioned him earlier. Best defensive player I've ever seen and best defensive player. I think most people have ever seen. Um, I mean, the career numbers, five all-star games, eight gold gloves. He wins it every year. And it's really never a question, which is ridiculous. Uh, four platinum gloves, which is the best fielder in all of baseball. Um, four silver sluggers. And he's been top 10 in MVP voting in five seasons in his career. He's always in the 30s and 40s in home run numbers. Um, again, you talked about the Coors Field effect. Um I think if he goes out and has a good season, people will start respecting him. A lot of people have Anthony Rendon over him as their number one third baseman. But I think Arenado is better. Just I think they're similar offensively. Rendon might be a little bit more consistent, but Arenado is just way too good on defense to overlook that. Um, but, I mean, also his career 293 hitter uh, with an 890 OPS, which is good. So, Arenado – one of the greatest defenders of all time is my number seven.
1: So my number six guy, I think you don't actually have him on your list. Um, I might be valuing him too high, but I think because of his last season, it's Christian Yelich, by the way, mm. because of his last season, people are forgetting how good this guy was. Um, He won MVP and then finished second in the two years before the shortened season. And I get He batted 205 with still a 786 OPS, which is still very good, Um, which is not top 10 numbers by any means, but that's 58 games. And if you look before that, the man in the two combined seasons, he hit 80 home runs, 207 RBIs, batted 327 with a 1.046 OPS. That's insane. I think he can get back to it. He's only 28. I mean, he's not getting old. He's just in his prime right now. And he's won three silver sluggers and a gold glove. He's an underrated defender. Um, I really like him. I think he's good. I think he's become very underrated now just because people are forgetting about past last season, what he did. Um, I get if you don't have him in your top 10 because other guys had great seasons and then a great season last year, too. But I think he can get back there. I think it's very surprising that he didn't have an insane season because of how consistently good he's been. And since he's been on Milwaukee, it's basically he's, like, in the MVP conversation for sure. Um, So I have him up there. I get if you don't, but that's my reasoning.
0: It was between him and Bellinger for 10 for me. Um, And I
1: I just went with I had
0: Bellinger over him in the outfielder rankings. So – I went with Ballinger, but Yelich could easily be in the top 10. I think it just shows how much talent there is in the MLB. Um, number six, I have Ronald Acuna Jr. Uh, you, you pretty much hit everything on him. He's just so good, so young. He's got the power, got the hit for average, got the s- speed. got the. He's good defensively, but, I mean, he's just a great all-around player, and I think he's still got room to improve with how young he is.
1: Yeah. So my number five, if we have the same one for this one, you might have the same for the rest. Um, I have Juan Soto.
0: Okay. So do I.
1: Okay. So basically we, we've talked about it before, but the man's he's, 21. He's How ridiculous. Good he is so young. If you look at his last season, the I've I don't think I've ever seen these numbers from anyone else in the modern era or whatever you call it. Uh, batted 350, 1.185 OPS. 13 home runs. This is 47 games, by the way, so he didn't even play the whole year. Um, 54 hits in 47 games. Ridiculous. 12 <laughs> 12 intentional walks. <laughs> people just don't want to face him because he's that good. He's 21 years old. He's barely older than us. Um, Crazy. I, I, he finished top five in MVP voting. I think that's kind of disgusting that it was that <laughs> low, but he's so good and so young. The other two seasons before then, he batted... 280 and 290 with basically a 950 OPS so it wasn't like it was a standout year but it wasn't insanely different so I I can definitely see him doing this again I don't know if he's going to put up these numbers because this is absolutely ridiculous but even if it's close to that then I don't think I can make a real argument for him not being top five
0: yeah he he last year he got um what I just made up in my head the modern day triple crown, because the triple crown is, you know, stats like home run, RBIs, runs, that type of stuff. But if you most of the stats that matter in the MLB today or just the way people look at it is on base percentage OPS and then probably batting average or slugging percentage. And he led the league in all of those. So he's doing it at such a young age. You, you said really everything you can say. Uh, he's just, uh, I don't even know. I, I think he's opened up as the betting favorite for MVP. He might be second behind Mookie Betts, but yeah. yeah. So, number four, uh Freddie Freeman. So, you yeah. have, okay. What's up, Bester? Um, <laughs> he's just so consistently good. um And for so long, he was so underrated, underappreciated. Last year, he got his. You got his MVP that was always kind of like, okay, let's start giving Freddie Freeman his respect. And he got it. Uh, MVPs, one, a gold glove, four all-stars, two silver sluggers. He hits 300 consistently and hits in the 25 to 35 home run range. You talked about that Braves team, um, so exciting on offense. And then they've got that young pitching. So I think it'll be Braves, Dodgers, Padres for a while in, in the National League. And I think that's that's a great three-team race. Um, but yeah, Freddie Freeman is just
1: great. <laughs> yeah. You covered all the stats. I'm just, I'm just so happy that he's finally getting the recognition he deserves. Cause he's been underrated for so long. Yeah. Um, I, I like him. He's not like a super outgoing dude. He's not super exciting like some of the other guys, but he's just so good. And I mean, that's also fun to watch. So mm-hmm. yeah, I got him at four too. My number 3, I got Jacob deGrom, Yo. the best pitcher in the MLB. Do you have the same? Yeah. Okay, good. It, it, um, this
0: shouldn't be a discussion for best yeah. pitcher in the MLB, if for me.
1: Yeah, he we've talked about it how next year he should have at least a good team. Hopefully, we've said that before, but please let it be this year. Come on, Mets, you got this. <laughs> <laughs> He's been so good, like historic numbers historic era his era for his career is 261 and he didn't even have like insane seasons at the start they've always been good but recently he's been basically under 2.5 he had that one season of 1.7 where he finished basically 500 he was
0: 10 and 9 how
1: (laughs) bad is that that's so sad but i mean people understand how good he is at least i i I like that he's getting the recognitions. He's won Cy Young twice. He's won Rookie of the Year. Um, He leads the league in strikeouts the last two years. He's so good, so consistent. I mean, I don't know if there's an argument for anybody else being better. If you look at a record, that's the only way you can make it, but that doesn't mean anything if you actually look at what happened. Dude, a guy Um, with a
0: career two six ERA should not be 70 and 51 (laughs) on his career. That that he should have that's crazy maybe 30 losses. Dude, it's it's yeah ridiculous. But you said it. He he, I think I think from the what what I've seen, that team is going to be solid this year. Definitely better than the past couple years. Um even if they underperform, I feel like they're still going to be better than the teams that the Grom has had to carry for the last couple of years. So, um, next next week we're getting into our awards and predictions, and it's an MLB special episode. So I'm going to talk more about Degrom there, but I think he's in for a ridiculous season. Two, Mookie Betts. Um, th- is that who you have? Yep. Okay. Um, <laughs> I-, I can talk about bets, and you can talk about the, the other fi- guy, the Fish Man. Um, <laughs> Mookie Betts just. He just does everything amazing uh, to the literally to the best you can do it. It's it, if he wasn't playing in the same era as arguably the best baseball player of all time. He'd be number one. But, dude, he, he wins everywhere he goes. He, he was at the Red Sox. Oh, I'll get them a World Series. Came to Dodgers first season. Let's go get one. Uh, MVP, second in MVP last year. Uh, two World Series, four All-Stars, four Silver Sluggers, five Gold Gloves, won the batting title in 2018, and guess what? That's all in just six full seasons. Um, six. Uh, he's a career 300 hitter, 895 OPS, and he, he he's just one of... He's a top two player in the league offensively. Well, obviously, we have him up here, and I think to go along with Arenado, um, And maybe he, he's, I think he's top three defensively. So Mookie, he's just good everywhere. There's no, I don't think there's a flaw in Mookie Betts game and then he'll go out and steal bases for you. So it, I just, yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, number one is Mike Trout, right? If you got Mookie Betts and everything you said is perfectly true. He's like the best at everything and he should be the best player right now if Mike Trout didn't exist, <laughs> but this man does. And he's just ridiculous. And you take the best player in the league and you just make him a little better at basically everything. And you get the superhuman who is Mike Trout. Yeah. Um, he's ridiculous. <laughs> I, I People get how good he is. So, I I mean, I don't want to go into the stats a ton. But this man, I mean...
0: The stat that, that it, is the biggest for me is that he's been top five in MVP every season. Yeah. Every time. It's consistent.
1: Time consistent greatness you know it's crazy Um, how you
0: can before the season be like mike Trout's gonna win mvp and everyone's like that's that's
1: the best pick (laughs) that's the that pick has the best odds to happen every year (laughs) he got injured in 2017 and then still finished top four he missed Mm -hmm. like 40 games he's that good um i i feel like we've said it all but like this man has won eight silver sluggers. He's never won a gold glove. I did just look. What is the Wilson overall defensive player? Cause he's gotten that. That's just, uh, that's, uh, uh, it's a different voting. Okay. Thing. Well, he's, he's good at defense too. He hasn't won a gold <laughs> glove, but he, he doesn't have a hole in his game is my point. Yeah. Um, This man does literally everything. I'm so sad that he doesn't get to play in the playoffs because his team has sucked but mm-hmm. he's 28 and has an argument for the best player of all time yeah and he's 20... not close to done it's ridiculous he started at 19 i mean i'm i'm excited to see what he does i really really hope the angels get good at some point because he's got that insane contract for like for life 50 years it, it, or whatever it's it is called, yeah it's called a lifetime contract <laughs> <laughs> crazy um but <laughs> he's he's elite at literally everything I don't know what there is to say about. There's him.
0: there's no argument against Mike Trout as the best player in baseball. Yeah, because he can have an argument for best player of all time. So it's <laughs> like, I don't know. That's that. There's no argument there for me. I don't think the top three is an argument. At least in my opinion, um, the rest you can move around, I guess. But they're all yeah. All these guys are for sure the top
1: players in the MLB. Uh, it's it's also hard to rank pitchers with batters yeah. because like I don't really know what value you put on it. So I could see like Jacob deGrom if you don't value that being lower or even like higher than Mookie Bits, I guess, but also I it doesn't really matter because they're completely different. So Right. It's hard to make a list like this, but yeah, I think we did an okay job.
0: Yeah, it's hard with pitchers just because they play every fifth day whereas the other yeah. guys play every day. So but I just think you can't overlook DeGrom's dominance. So that's why I'm assuming that's why we both have him top three. So yeah. that's that wraps up our, our MLB top ten rankings uh series, whatever you want to call it. Hope you guys enjoyed. Next week, um tune in if you like baseball, because next week will be the first or the last episode before the start of the MLB season. I am pumped. We're going to do our award predictions our world series (laughs) predictions our teams to watch our players to watch it's gonna be a fun one um maybe we'll have a guest i don't know we've got to decide that um but yeah thanks so much for listening for watching (laughs) like subscribe follow, do it all um if you're still listening um let's see let's see let's see what should they say 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 comment mike fish Comment <laughs> Mike Fish on our Instagram. Um, but yeah, that's it. That's it from us. Thank you so much for listening. For my co-host Logan Ring, my name is Diego Sandoval. Signing off. Signing off.